What is up, everybody? Welcome to another CSG podcast. Uh, this is your host for today, Jeff Morton. Nate and Ross are away. I took a little break for basically my birthday. Um, I turned the big four zero, and so I, I decided to uh, I decided to like record one off podcast and then kind of take it easy. I took a little vacation, went out to. Uh, uh, visit some family. It was kind of an emergency trip, but I did go visit some family on the other side of the state. And uh, yeah, so that explains my absence. Before I get started, I want to talk to you about King Law Firm. Uh, if you ever find yourself in the unfortunate situation of being disabled and need to access the Social Security, which you have paid into, uh, King Law Firm is, the, is basically the law firm in Denver. Uh, that to help you and advocate for you. Uh, it is a long, drawn-out, painful process. Uh, I do have uh, familial experience in this, and it is, it is a painful process. They, they, they stretch it out for a long time, and you need someone in your quarter. And basically, King Law Firm is the best in Denver at fighting for you and being in your corner. Um, they have been in business for a very long time, led by Jim King. Uh, when you go in, ask for Kylan King and tell them Jeff Morton sent you. Go to www.kinglawfirmco.com. That is kinglawfirmco.com. And tell them Jeff Morton sent you. Okay, guys, uh, I got an announcement. Um, and it's one that many of you has, have suspected. Um, and when I say announcement, it's more of a just a declaration. Um, I have effectively retired from blogging. Um, I it, it, it was a combination of factors, but I feel mostly that my particular... I've said all I need to say. I've said everything that I can say. There's only so much that you can do to mine the history of the Denver Nuggets and apply it to whatever you know, narrative that, uh, that <laughs> comes up. I, it, it's just, you, you eventually reach a saturation point. And my knowledge of history is all well and good, but, you know, I, I really, truly in writing and blogging and all that, people don't want necessarily a history lesson every time uh, they see an article. And in fact, most of the time, they want to see analytical articles, breaking you know, play breakdowns, all that stuff. And I'm never going to do that. Uh, I am a very much, and this is something that many of you know by now after all these years, is I'm very much an eye test guy. I don't, I, I'm not, not that I dislike them, but, and by the way, there's background noise here because I am outside again. Uh, this is this is what you tune into CSG for is the uh, ambient background noise. Um, anyway, I I am not a guy who is going to break down plays. I'm not gonna, not a guy who's going to give you um, you know per per st- statistics, uh, you know d- defensive metrics. It's just it doesn't interest me, and I tend to. Uh, you know, you ever see this episode of Homer uh, with uh, of The Simpsons where Homer's talking to uh, Ned Flanders, and Ned is basically droning on and on about something, and Homer, like his soul, leaves his body. Well, that's me. I my soul leaves my body, and I just disconnect, and that's just me. I just it, 
it kills my enjoyment of the game. So I've never used it. I appreciate those who do. It's just not my thing. This is what people want. They don't want old fuddy-duddy Jeff um, talking about Nugget's history. That's all well and good in, in doses. But it's not good all the time. And I found myself repeating myself. And it started to be, become cliche even to me. And I understood that for the last year from when I left Denver Stiffs on, I've been on autopilot. And really, that's not fair. It's not fair in, in the writing terms. Now, I'll, I'll never quit doing CSG. Um, I love podcasting, and, you know, you guys are stuck with me. But as far as, as writing, I, I just I don't have it anymore. And I think that it's okay to recognize that. I mean, I've had a good run of writing for the last eight years. Well, basically seven, because I haven't really written this year. But it, it really, seven years of writing is a, is a good, 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 good stretch. And I think it's time for other voices to be heard. And now it is time for other, those other voices to step up in Nuggets blogging. Uh, it's not me. Uh, my time is gone. Andy's time is gone. And uh, Andy Feinstein. And, you know, let's face it, so is Nate Timmons. And Nate recognized that long before Andy and I did. And I think that that part is something that I finally came to the realization that I needed to do. So, therefore, I will not be writing anymore. I will be exclusively podcasting. And I'll be giving you Nuggets coverage from the podcast angle. But I will not be writing anymore. Um, one of the benefits of me embracing this new role is I can fully, fully embrace um, uh, old man Twitter, is what I've been t- saying. Oh, and by the way, uh, along with all of this, speaking of old man Twitter, I deleted my King of Thornton uh, Twitter. I, I, it, some would call it a midlife crisis. I call it a, a life cleansing at uh, when I reached 40, I decided to reset my social media. I got rid of my iPhone. I I basically reset my life. I found myself addicted to my phone. I kept looking at my phone all the freaking time. It bugged me. Um, I I grew up in a time before smartphones came. And the fact that I was addicted to my phone and I couldn't stop looking at Facebook, I couldn't stop looking at Twitter, bugged me. And I, I, I just, it ate on me this last year. And it finally, I once, I used me turning 40 as an excuse for me to disconnect from that. And, and quite frankly, since I've done that, I felt a lot better. I do have uh, another Twitter uh, that I started up. It's called, it's jmorton78. And now many of you will know that was my Twitter handle uh, for many, many years before I changed it to uh, um, at King of Thornton. So I've gone back. I've, I've reduced my followers. Um, I'm at at Twitter at jmorton78. And what that has allowed me to do is embrace old man Twitter, particularly old man in terms of basketball Twitter. I felt that for the longest time I wasn't able to fully embrace um, being who I am, which is a Gen Xer who happens to cover a team. And a lot of these things is like, sometimes I have old man takes. And quite frankly, um, one of those takes is 
the prevalence of three-point shots in basketball. Now, not necessarily the fact that they take them, but whenever you see analysis, <clears throat> and I'm using air quotes that you can't see right now, um, <laughs> analysis, the, the lazy um, analysis is, oh, he just needs to shoot more threes. I, I honestly, I, if, you're, if you are looking at the holistically at the game of basketball and your solution for everything is he needs to shoot more threes, <coughs> Kevin O'Connor, <coughs> if that is your solution, then you're doing it wrong. There's a lot more to the game of basketball. And you know what? Sometimes you don't want those people shoot. I don't want Clint Capella shooting threes. Right? I don't want DeAndre Jordan shooting threes. Um, I want people to be good at what they do. Yes, the game has changed, but uh, if you ha- are a team that is like, say, is going up to DeAndre Jordan and saying you need to go to the corner and shoot threes, you're doing basketball wrong. And I think that I think that what I've seen in the basketball analysis of late is that the, the default action is for people to say you need to shoot more threes. When in reality, the, the game, the game itself is so much more well-rounded than that. And I think that the best analysts out there will give you a perspective that gives you the whole, the whole picture. And yes, it may, you know, shooting threes may be part of it. But if, you're, if your ultimate conclusion is you need to step out and shoot more threes, you are, I think you're doing it wrong. I know you're doing it wrong. And I think that that is something that I've really embraced since I've come back to uh, reality and embracing who I am and just being part of old man Twitter. Uh, while I was gone, uh, the, the Nuggets schedule was released and uh, while well, I was on vacation and it gave me some time to, to, to really think about um, the schedule. And I think people overanalyze these things. Uh, it's what we do. I think that it's the worst of it was the NFL schedule. I mean, they treat it like, uh, they treat it like it's, uh, you know, it's, it's the Holy grail. And when in, in reality, it really in reality, a schedule is a schedule. And what we know about a schedule is you don't know what the state of a team will be by the time you play them. And, um, but the great thing about the NBA is that you can analyze road trips um, because road trips are consistently a certain thing. Home, home stands are consistently a certain thing. Back-to-backs are consistently a certain thing. Uh, by and large, the NBA has eliminated four games and five nights, which is great. Um, the Nuggets have 13 sets of back-to-backs, which is, I think, right about where the average is. Um, and they have a home-heavy start of the season, and they have a road-heavy slash playoff team projected playoff team stretch to end the season and really that's where the analysis begins and ends you you can't project much beyond that because as i said you don't know if the team's going to have some freak injuries i mean look if, if someone was going into the 90 say 1990 uh 96 97 season and you saw the san antonio spurs on it before the season had started and you would have thought, okay, this is going to be a tough opponent. 
and that was back when the, it was the Midwest Division and the Nuggets would play these teams five times a year, you would have said, okay, this is going to be really tough. And then David Robinson goes out with a back injury, and then Sean Elliott gets injured, and suddenly they're a tanking team that, you know, uh, has their coach sandbagged out of the league, and, and then Greg Popovich takes over. Um, no one would have known that they would have won 20 games that year. Uh, that's just the way things are. Sometimes you just cannot predict these things, and that goes for every schedule that is released. You know, there's some truisms in the NBA that aren't true in other leagues, um, you know, specifically the fact that the good teams that are projected to be good are generally good, um, this, that the 96 Spurs are different, obviously, 96, 97 Spurs. Um, but the by and large, they tend to be typically good. The teams that end up being good or projected to be good end up being good. It's usually the middle-of-the-road teams that have the greatest fluctuation. Um, so I'm going to just look at the Nuggets schedule and say, their, their their stretch at the beginning of the year will allow them to rest Michael Porter Jr. as much as they possibly can in order to bring him along, if they so choose, during the second half of the year. I think that the schedule, it lays out perfectly that way so they can stack up some wins and and really kind of get a cushion before they really get into a difficult part of their schedule. And I think that part is, uh, if you see most true analysis and most good analysis, that's exactly what they will say. Um, uh, and I think I'm one of the few who has said this relates directly to Michael Porter Jr. Um, the Nuggets want to be as cautious as possible. I mean, he came out recently and said that he's pain-free. Um, uh, my mother went through a similar back procedure that... Uh, um, Michael Porter Jr. did, and so did a friend of mine. And obviously, they're not world-class athletes. So you're not going to be able to say, oh, I don't know, this one point is going to correlate to another point. Um, oftentimes, that is not the case. Oftentimes, um, uh, athletes have better muscle structure where the affected area is, and their rehabs are completely different. You know, Michael Porter Jr. is 19 years old. His recovery is going to be completely different than someone else. Uh, surgeries have advanced. Uh, technology has advanced. Medicine has advanced. And it has maybe things are different now than they were before. And that's the way you look at it. So I think this schedule will allow Michael Porter Jr. to not have to rush in. The Nuggets will feel no obligation to do so, and maybe this will allow them, if they so choose, as I said again, to kind of ease uh, Michael Porter Jr. into uh, the, the, uh, the league. Uh, outside of that, there is, you know, we're in the deep, 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 deep in the offseason. There's not much to talk about other than ancillary bullshit that I never talk about. Uh, you know, quite frankly, I'll leave that to others. Um, I, I, there's not much reason to talk about other, anything other than that. Uh, that was the most notable thing. So the Nuggets will, will be, will be looking forward to looking into this Nuggets season and seeing where they're at and see where they stack up. You know, once Isaiah Thomas comes in, um, seeing how he, his production affects this team. 
how you know this team has will function with a hopefully fully healthy uh, Paul Millsap for the entire year. Fingers crossed. Uh, th- that is really where where we are heading into this season, and it's going to be that way. So, like media day, I believe, is the end of September. So. Uh, once they cross that Rubicon into the end of uh, September, we'll be able to really fully analyze this team as they get into the, the preseason and, and more. And hopefully we'll have a, the picture of a 50-win team. I kind of am focused on them winning 48 to 50 wins. Um, I'm right in that area. Uh, that may fluctuate with me, uh, maybe two games higher or two games lower. Uh, all will depend on the final year of Michael Malone's contract, which is what this is. This is the last year of Michael Malone's deal. And coaches do not like heading into see, into a final year of a deal uh, because they don't believe they have the authority that, that players will... Uh, this is a big thing with George Carl's is that players won't respect you if you're in your final year. They'll, they'll, they will inevitably outlast you. Um, and that is part of a gamble the Nuggets are taking right now by not extending Michael Malone prior to the season. Now, the Nuggets may be able to stack up some wins to get uh, Michael Malone into a better position uh, as far as... Um, Maybe looking at an extension during the season, maybe. But when you when you really look at it, it's going to be a little dicey. And if the Nuggets start off poorly, if the Nuggets start off poorly, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how the team and the coach reacts. Because sometimes you get on that knife edge, and your reactions and the team's reactions to you are different than they were the previous year because you were officially and firmly that head coach. All right, well, thank you all for joining me uh, in this latest CSG. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for bearing with me on my little rant at the beginning about my new position. Like I said, I'm not going anywhere on this podcast. I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can. But my writing days are over. And I appreciate everyone who has read me over the years. Uh, it produced no monetary gain, but it did get me a bunch of access to nuggets and it got me, uh, you know, what, what would amount to a, um, an an avenue for me to fulfill creatively. And I really appreciate it. And I appreciate everyone who read me. I'm not going anywhere again. I'm, I really am. I am going to be right here and I'm going to be right here doing podcasts and I'm going to be doing as many as I can because uh, I still love doing podcasts and I still love hearing you guys hear me rant. So anyway, thank you all for joining me again. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye.